The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Hello and welcome to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster and I'm so excited to have some friends from Valley CDC here today, which stands for Valley Community Development Corporation. Um, so I'm going to say hello to Alexis Breitniker, who is the executive director. Hi, Alexis. Hello, Tara. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having us. Um, and Sarah Sargent, who is the program director for Valley CDC. Hello, hello. Hello. I'm going to try not to call you Sarah Williams, even though that's how I know you, pre-sergeant. Um, and also, Iyad Salha. Hello. 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 You're a small business advisor for Valley CDC. Correct. I'm so glad I to have it. you all. Yes, I, I love that you're here, especially that you told us that your first radio experience wasn't that good. We're going to make this one really good for you. <laughs> not with us. Not with me. I can see that yeah. happening okay, good. already. Okay, good. Um, so, Alexis, I know you from your role in CISA. And if, for people that don't know CISA, CISA's in South Deerfield, and it's Community Involved in Sustainable Agriculture. Sure is. Yep. Sustaining agriculture. Oh, sustaining. Yes. Make that sustaining distinction. sustainable yes. agriculture. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't used to work there for eight years, so <laughs> forgive me. Um, but you did as their development director. And so how was that switch going from CISA to Valley and why? Sure, great question. So one of the really wonderful things about my role at CISA and now my role at Valley is that it's very community-based. So CISA works with farms in the Pioneer Valley. Valley works in the Pioneer Valley just in a different capacity. So there wasn't a huge um, learning curve in terms of who are the players in the community? Who cares about the community? So that was a great like transfer from the previous role to the current role. And my role at Valley is I'm the executive director, which means I sort of steer the ship. But really, the staff do all of the work, and I just try to keep us afloat as best I can. Um, and it's such an incredible place to be. We're small. There's only 11 of us. And we do a tremendous amount of work for the size of the staff that we have. I love that um, you just used the analogy about the ship and taking taking control of the helm. And um, you are growing, right? I mean, I feel like since you've started and since I've begun to know Valley more, you've been growing. Yeah. yeah. So when I started in 2021, I think we had six, maybe seven staff, and we now have 11, which seems to be right-sized. So the amount of work that we have in the area that we serve, which is predominantly Hampshire County, but we do some work in Franklin and some work in Hamden, um, we haven't run short of work. And so adding staff to meet the capacity uh, felt like the right move. And um, for folks who pay attention to the news at all, there's uh, uh, you know there's a homelessness crisis that's happening, mm. which is very connected to an affordable housing crisis. Um, our small businesses are still struggling post-pandemic with inflation and sort of what's going on globally impacting local. Um, and then there's a dramatic shortage of affordable home ownership options for folks which is another space that Valley works at. So the three things that we do all seem to be ever-present in the news, and we are just so thrilled to be able to continue to work in our community on those issues. Yeah, we're really thrilled to have you here doing that work because um, it is very grassroots and local, um, which I appreciate. And so before you were at CISA, you were in this realm, right? I mean, this is not like a brand new space totally. for you to be in. Yeah, the the big piece for me, which is like still such a colossal learning curve, is Valley builds affordable housing, and that is new to me. I've worked in this the sphere of homelessness and housing advocacy, um, you know, coming right out of college and even in college. 
But building housing is like a super niche, like very technical, very complicated thing. And we are so grateful to have three people on staff and a fellow working at Valley on affordable housing development. Um, these folks are so good at what they do, and it is so incredibly complicated. There is a reason that there's a small number of people who build affordable housing, because pulling together the funding, understanding the architecture, understanding what tenants want in affordable housing, it's really nuanced. So what are some projects that you've been working on in housing that have completed in the past couple of years that you're happy about? So the most exciting one that just completed is 28 studio units in Amherst, right next to Amherst College. That's called East Gables. It's a beautiful blue building right on Route 9 as you head into Amherst. Um, the majority of folks in there are low income. And for the 28 units, we had 500 applicants, which only speaks to the need for increased affordable housing. Like It was staggering when applications started to come in. That is a, it's a passive house, which is like really uh, beefy energy efficiency. Like The walls are super thick. The, all the machinery and the HVAC systems are really complex. And it's only the second passive house in Western Mass that's doing multifamily. Um, on the docket, though, we have some really exciting things. So for folks who live in Northampton or drive around Northampton, you may know about the former Northampton Nursing Home, which is on Bridge Road. It has been abandoned for 12 years or so. It's sort of a community blight. Um, Valley bought it at the beginning of last year, and we're going to convert it into 60 affordable apartments, which you are super thrilled about. I am so excited about that. I mean, for years, we've all been driving by that property and going what is going to happen to that space because nothing is happening to it. And even before the conversations that you all started having, I mean, there was like trees that had fallen yeah. over the property that nobody was cleaning up. I mean, it was a, it was kind of a hot mess. It, um, so I'm <laughs> really was. excited that you are going to take that over and make that something beautiful. Yes, we're super excited about it too. And then the other really exciting downtown Northampton development that is a couple of years out still, but is right behind City Hall on Crafts Avenue. We're we're gonna build a pretty cool six-story building that's also gonna house, I think, about 30 units. Um, again, with a focus on really low-income folks and workforce housing, and that is gonna be a really interesting urban infill project. Something that we haven't done before, but we're super excited about. I'm excited. I can't really quite envision where it's gonna. I go think we need and a hologram. It's gonna look like yeah. I feel like there needs to be something like projected there so everyone can kind of it is, walk yeah. by and think about it and see Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. but it's going to be behind City Hall, right where the, Across the from provisions, Peter Pan bus above loop happens. There. Yeah, yep, in that weird little grassy strip right across from Provisions. Yeah, just imagine a tall, beautiful building. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm I'm imagining it right now. And so the stairs are going to come out. Correct. There'll be no more down access. Correct. From the back parking lot there. Yes. Yeah. For people who stroll around town they yeah. know about all those stairs and sneaky yeah. ways yeah um, i'm always driving my kids around and i'm like we're taking the shortcut but really it's the long cut that's scenic so <laughs> that might describe some of my walking around town wonderful um yeah so that's amazing and i had the opportunity to go to the um amherst project that you recently completed and the the, it was beautiful. I mean, absolutely beautiful. Like to walk through and to see the high quality and the energy efficiency and the beauty of um, the places that you build. I think it really speaks to 
finding people homes and what that means and stability and affordable housing and how it doesn't have to be sort of your idea of not great or not perfect or it can and should be beautiful because we're housing human beings and everybody deserves a place to live that feels good to them and is safe and secure and quite honestly lovely yep yep and and it is all those things and so you know you spoke a little bit about how complex the projects are what are you sort of doing how do you get projects um who are your partners yeah so we're fortunate that valley even though we're small we're well respected in the affordable housing world and so stuff tends to come to us so the city of northampton approached us along with a couple of other developers for the crafts avenue development and we were the ones who responded um with the nursing home it was just a matter of timing quite honestly about when it went to auction and did we have the ability to put together financing to buy it so we're we have we're well known. We partner a lot with municipalities. We have a great working relationship with the city of Northampton and the town of East Hampton, town of um, Amherst, and we're starting to develop a good relationship with the town of Hadley as well. <laughs> All the zip codes. All the zip codes in uh, Hampshire County. And so, where are you located? How would people know about you? Find you? What's your website? Oh, great! So valleycdc.org, super easy. And we're right on Pleasant Street. Sort of on Pleasant Street. We're on Holyoke Street <laughs> off of Pleasant Street. You're <laughs> on we the have corner. A, we're you on the corner. We have a Pleasant Street address, but right across from Catalpa Coffee, essentially, in downtown Northampton. We have folks that can walk in, and we're there nine, five days a week. And I love that um, you are also attached to the you, the housing project, right? That's that's there. What is on top of you? Lumberyard. Lumberyard. Yep. 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 So we're in a building with um, we rent essentially from Wayfinders and they own that building. And it's 51 units, I think, of affordable apartments yep. that we help develop. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was a that was another partnership. It was a wonderful partnership. That, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I love that. I love that that is a part of you and where you are and sort of just existing in that space, really. Yeah. You don't need credibility, but I feel like it gives you a lot more credibility that you're right down there and you're a part of a project that you created. Exactly. To create. Yes. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, I'm so excited that we've been able to talk about the housing piece, and I'm really looking forward to introducing Sarah and Iyad uh, in the next segment as we talk about some of the small business things that you do um, and also some of the other programs that you have. Um, And it's already time to take a break. So this is Tara Brewster. You've been listening to the Western Mass Business Show. You've also been hearing from Alexis Breitniker, who is the executive director. We'll be right back. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Welcome back to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and my guests today are from Valley CDC, which stands for Community Development Corporation, and they are located on Pleasant Street and Holyoke Street. In Northampton, across from Catalpa Coffee. Um, if you haven't checked them out, you should. They're wonderful. They do a lot of great programming, um, both in housing in our area and also in small business um, programming. So we're going to hear from a couple of other employees. We already heard from Alexis Breitniker, who's the executive director. That was the last segment. And in this segment, we're going to hear from Sarah Sargent, who's the program director, and Iyad Salha, who is the small business advisor. 
Hi, you guys. Hi, Tara. Hello. <laughs> hello. Hello, hello again. Um, and so, Sarah, we're going to start with you and your title, uh, a recent promotion, congratulations, is program director. Thank you. And you and I first met probably over 10 years ago when we were small business owners. Exactly. I can't believe it's been that long now. Yeah. Well, we've made it to here, which is great. Recovering entrepreneurs. Yeah, recovering entrepreneurs. That's right. It's my favorite term. And you're also a new mom. I am a new mom. I have an almost 14-month-old. So, sort of new. Yeah, sort of you, new. You crossed the one year. Crossed the one year. You made it. Somewhat sleeping at night. Yeah. How's it been? It's been wonderful. I... It's, you can't explain it till you're in it. Yeah. So it's been great. And I'm really fortunate um, to have the support system I have and to work in a place that is family oriented as well. Nice. And so you started at Valley how many years ago? Just over two years ago. Okay. I started at Valley after having my own business, um, club field hockey program called Element Athletics, training girls in the sport of field hockey um, regionally and working with U.S. field hockey. And then working for a private consulting firm for distressed companies. And while that was a great um, job to have, and I loved working with businesses all over the country, I really wanted to find something where I was working back in the community I live in. Um, I live downtown. I get to walk to work now. And I wanted to work with businesses that I see on a daily basis. That's so great that you get to walk to work. Yes. How fun is that? It's very fun. Yeah. And so are you still involved with field hockey at all? Are you playing? Are you? I'm actually not involved at all. And um, while that was a really wonderful time in my life, I grew up playing field hockey. I played in college and then I had my business. Um, It was time for a change and something new. Nice. I'm going to give a little shout out to my old team at Northampton High School. We were 1997 Western Mass champs for field hockey. Woo-woo. So I'm going to give a little shout out to the NHS 97 field hockey team. Yeah. Going way back. Going for way everyone. Back. That was my senior year. Wow. Just, just going to put it out there. I'm everyone not sure. Do the math on that. I'm not sure. Maybe that might have been the last time they won it. I don't know. I, don't I haven't know. been keeping track. So don't tell anyone. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, so you're at Valley and you help small businesses. I refer so many people to you um, and so many people love you so much. So tell us a little bit about what your program director position means and how you're doing the good work that you do at Valley. So when I started at Valley, I was a small business program manager, and it was me and only me working with businesses and hiring some outside consultants. And given the capacity needs, we brought on Iyad Sala about a year after I'd started there, um, simply so we could meet the needs of our local community and the economic development goals that we have as an organization. Um, We offer everything from um, workshops, one-on-one consulting, cohort group training. Um, But I think my favorite part, well, I know my favorite part about my job is working one-on-one with business owners at any stage of business, from either pre-startup to existing and looking to exit. Um, This past summer, given Valley's capacity and overall growth that Alexis spoke about earlier, I moved into the role of overseeing both the small business program and home ownership. And um, 
part of me moving into that role, I said I wouldn't give up meeting with small businesses, given that's my favorite part of my job. Um, though in my new role, I'm really just there as kind of oversight of both programs and making sure that we're accessing funding that we need to continue our services. Um, right now, we offer all of our small business services free of charge to clients. Which is amazing. Yeah. I know only one of, you know, you're one of few organizations that actually do that. I know the Massachusetts Small Business Development Center does it. Um, Franklin County CDC does it um, in a little bit different capacity, but that's amazing. Yeah, it's really, um, I wish I knew about Valley when I had first started my business. Mm-hmm. There's probably a few, you know, fail forwards that might have been a little different. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm glad to be in the role I am now to help provide that insight. And why do businesses come to Valley? They come for all kinds of reasons. Uh, Often we work with a lot of startups or mid-growth businesses. Startups, it's a lot about the helping them with the business planning, making sure they understand the financial analysis portion. And then if they're seeking financing to start their business, we help with the whole loan packaging process. So as Tara mentioned, she refers clients to me and, uh, That's because often business owners go to banks looking for uh, financing, but don't have everything lined up. So we help them get it all lined up to submit the best uh, package possible. And I also refer people to you that haven't even come to GSB or that I haven't met in that capacity, but really are looking for help for business planning, like you mentioned, or um, financial planning, or just location planning. I mean, so many things that small business owners don't know until they know. Right. It's everybody you meet at all of your networking. <laughs> right. Right. When I'm out and about. When she's out and pollinating. about. Pollinating. <laughs> and you reminded me of something um, earlier about Valley CDC and, and matchmaking. Yeah. So I found out about the job being open at Valley because of Tara. Which I, I forgot. Totally. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yep. it did happen. Yep. I often call Tara when I need something. <laughs> she always it's, has some contact to make. Well, one hand washes the other, which is how it works, especially here in the Valley. You know, I think that's why a lot of us stay here and love it here so much is that it's really just this organic tapestry of community where we're all connecting um and i always say there's there's one degree of separation to all of us if we just took a minute to figure it out we'd figure it out so um anyway thank you for all of that and i would love to hear a little bit from um your coworker. Iyad Salha. Hello. Hello, Tara. Thank you for having us <laughs> yes. today. Yeah, I'm so excited that you're here and I'm so excited that you're a part of Valley. I haven't gotten to know you yet, but now we do. And now I'm really excited to hear what brought you to Valley and how you ended up working with these fine people, Alexis and Sarah. Amazing. Well, I don't know where to start from. I can go way back. Yeah, uh, go I'm the way back from time Lebanon, machine. And I just moved to the States four years ago. Uh, I studied finance and I have like a passion towards finance and accounting. And I worked in accounting in Lebanon. And then I moved to Saudi Arabia where I worked in business development. At that point in time, I realized that I need to uh, continue my education. So I moved to the States to get my MBA at UMass, which I just completed, hoping that I'll be able Woo-hoo! to... Thank you. Thank you. I saw that on your LinkedIn. I didn't, you know, it was like 2023. Like, I didn't know if it was pending or if you did it. I just completed it this past month. I'm waiting for my diploma to be issued. Um, Nice. So I can still not celebrate it officially, but it's in the works. Yeah. Well, Uh, it's almost there. Checks in the mail. Indeed. Um, And so uh, 
Prior to joining Valley, I worked in Vermont uh, with the same capacity as small business advisor for another nonprofit organization. But given that I live in Massachusetts, I felt like I need to be more present in my community and support my community furthermore. And I, I was scrolling through my LinkedIn and I saw this job opening at Valley CDC and I was lucky to get it. Yeah, It was a great prop. A process and I'm glad that I'm part of Valley now. And so how long have you been at Valley? Just a little bit over one year actually. Amazing. And what is your favorite part of your role? How are you sort of fitting into the team? I would say um, next to working with Sarah, which is, has been an amazing experience, <laughs> something that I've never experienced before in any of my jobs. It's just sweet talking. Uh, yeah, uh, I also heard your, your office mate, so you have to be really nice to your, to your work roommate. We spend a lot of time together, not complaining. It's just, it, it's true. Add to the community sense where we're always talking about what's happening, um, which is great. So, uh, Next to working with Sarah, I love working with clients as well. My favorite piece of supporting small businesses is focusing on the financial aspect, and that's a pain point for almost all business owners that we've worked with. Oh yeah, I think it's a pain point for most of us as human beings. Indeed, numbers sometimes scare people. <laughs> finances. And finances, and the complications In, with taxes, and legals, and expenses. all of that. Expenses. Yeah. And all the different type of expenses. Life and business, both yes. are expensive. Yes, yeah. Well, I, it's amazing that you're there, and I know that I'm, I'm sure that you're adding a lot more, especially with your um, finance background. Um, I'm sure that's really appreciated. And so here we are. We're at our second break already. I'm Tara Brewster. You've been listening to the Western Mass Business Show. My guests today are Sarah Sargent and Iyad Salha from Valley CDC. We'll be right back. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Welcome back to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and my guests today are Sarah Sargent, who's a program director for Valley CDC, and Iyad Salha, who is the small business advisor. Thank you both for being here today. We've been having a really fun conversation about Valley and all the work that they do around building houses, affordable housing, amazing complexes and projects in the area, but also a little bit about the small business advising piece, which is what the both of you do. Um, and so I know some of the clients that you you've had and some of the work that you've done and I know about your reputation but I think a lot of our listeners might not so are there any highlights or lowlights that you want to talk about um, from your years of experience in helping small businesses in the valley yes let's talk about a few <laughs> sorry I'm thinking about it for a second like can, where do I want to start smell the wood burning over the here. low or the high <laughs> uh, let me get it out of the way. Every business owner that we work with at some point has some sort of challenge or difficulty with the financial aspect. And so we spend a fair amount of time with the most clients working on financial analysis or setting up accounting systems for them. For some reason, that is always a barrier and like you just most people just want to push it aside and really all the business owners that we work with, they didn't go into business because of the financial piece. They went into it for a passion or a skill set that they have that they could um, 
could uh, give to other people. And so, can I also say yeah. that we don't properly teach people finance? Oh. Like starting from elementary school and up. So that's also like a fundamental issue that exists separate of people being entrepreneurs. Yeah. Fin- finance in general is not, it's taboo. You don't talk about it. You you kind of push it aside and everybody just struggles through it and hopes that they're doing it the right way. Um, we try and make it a little less scary for people and make it easy as we're working with them. And we try and meet clients where they are. Um, I have had people come in with shoe boxes. I was just talking to another um, organization where they had somebody come in with a cereal box full of receipts. It's not uncommon that we have this, um, but instead of keeping it there, let's try and put it you know, into a system that allows you to really understand where you are with your business. I just thought of a great like Bally CDC giveaway, like one of those accordion folders uh. like that you can put your receipts in. Branded. Branded. Sorry, I had to mention it to you. It's like, <laughs> great. I know. <laughs> you can be like, here you go. Use this. This is the first start. It is first the first start. To, oh Let's my God. just organize by month. Imagine yeah. if someone threw away the cereal box on them. Right. That'd be really bad. Or the mouse, seat, the mouse. you know, a few of the receipts that yeah. you needed. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, anyway, but besides that and the financial aspect portion, I think, you know, that's the quote low, right? Where you can't help or somebody is struggling so much. But the high of it is that we get people on the right track, moving in the right direction to um, move forward with their business and either stabilize or grow it even more than it currently is. Some of our um, success stories uh, this year have been, we can talk about them as clients out um, because they have been in the public about it. Um, and email we, blasts. And, and email blasts things and like things that. like that. But generally speaking, if it's not there, all things with us are confidential. But we've worked with the Parlor Room this year on a business plan and trying to help them secure some financing um, to purchase the assets of the Iron Horse, which we're super excited to have been a part of that community project. And then we've also worked with Assemble, um, they had originally been in Thorne's um, Marketplace, and now they are out on Main Street in Northampton. Um, they have continued to grow as a business, and now they took the next step of um, being a little more forward-facing, uh, a lot more street traffic for people to see them. Um, and that was a really fun project to work on. Um, and I feel like those two projects are really good projects because they're visible, and people know of them because they're in downtown, right? Yep. I mean, Justin and Joe from Assemble are just so amazing. Um, Joe, I think, formerly from Faces, maybe, and then Cedar Chest, and now is at Assemble um, working with Justin. And I just love the the corner spot that they have at the top of Old Crafts and Main. Um, and what they've done with that space is just Phenomenal. I mean, yeah. every time I go in there, I'm like, I need that, and I need that, and that too. Yep. It's really great to see the hard work that entrepreneurs, business owners in the area put into transforming these spaces. And um, one thing that we've really been able to help a lot of clients with in the last year is with either uh, traditional financing or grants um, that they have received. And so I'm going to give a shout out here to Iad, who did a lot of work with a ton of grant applications this past year. But in total, in the year of 2023, Valley helped businesses secure over $1.4 million in either grants or traditional financing, which is huge. That's Absolutely and amazing. That's only the two of us. So yeah. two people are able to support over 295 businesses actually in 2023. That's another number that 
we would like to drop there. Yeah, that's incredible, both of you. Thank you so much for doing that. And one thing that I really noticed this past year was the elevation of like the grant environment. Um, and there was one in particular that I've like seen a thousand times is the MCGG, MGCC. MGCC. <laughs> Let's kick it, um, Grant. <laughs> um, can you talk a little bit about that grant um, and sort of how it worked and why I was seeing it so much coming from the emails of all of the lovely small businesses that I um, am a patron of? Of course, but I will start by some sad news and say that these grants are no longer available currently, unfortunately. Wah, wah, wah. I know. We need more money, Massachusetts. <laughs> uh, so MGCC has developed these two grant programs, and they were amazing. They were trying to help small business owners be more visible to the community that they serve. Um, so they created the digital uh, Empower Digital Grant, which gave out... $10,000 for business owners that they can use towards developing their website, their uh, social media presence, uh, digital presence and all, frankly, in addition to buying some computers and digital uh, technological items that they needed for the business. Uh, another grant that we also supported some businesses with was called Biz Empower, which was a crowdfunding matching grant. And that means that business owners would have to have a project that they wanted. For instance, assemblance, as we mentioned them, they needed to move out of uh, Thorns into their new space. So they utilized that grant to support that move. Uh, and MGC was kind enough to match it uh, times two, actually. So if you were to raise $10,000, you'd get $20,000 on top of that from MGCC. But again, unfortunately, this is no longer available for now. And MGCC is state-funded? Quasi-state-funded. Um, it's another nonprofit organization that the state uses to help disperse uh, grant funding through, especially for uh, small businesses. And so I know that a lot of the small businesses that I work with are always asking about grants. And I know you're saying these are not available anymore. Are there any in the pipeline? Do you know of any that are available now? I mean, I'm sure you get asked this all the time from people, but I know that especially coming out of COVID and coming out of, you know, the, the COVID money and the PPP money and the grant money, it's like, you know, everyone's now expecting these to sort of be omnipresent, which isn't necessarily the case, I don't think. Yeah, it's not going, it doesn't seem as though it's going to be the case moving forward for a period of time. It all has to do with the state budget um, when we talk about what grant funds that the state is providing. Um, there are other organizations nationally and uh, statewide that um, are offering grants, but they're all very, very specific. So while one, the digital grant was a little bit more widespread, sometimes we'll have something that is, you know, you could only be for one very specific use or is only for restaurants or is only for retail. And so um, we always tell clients that when they're looking for financing, whether it's traditional financing through um, banks or it's grant funding that come in, sit down, have a conversation with us and we'll point you to all the different options that might be on the table for you. Because what is good for one business isn't always good for another. It's everybody is unique. And so for people to contact you or to find you, what is the best way for people to do that? 
we usually receive phone calls. That's something that you can reach out to. But we also uh, receive a lot of intakes through our website. So you can visit valleycdc.org and click on small business assistance and you can fill the intake form that we have and we'll be in touch with you very, very shortly afterwards. Nice. And so do you have any upcoming programs or seminars that you're offering? We have a whole series on key performance indicators that's coming up, so KPIs, but it's all about how to assess an existing business. Um, we see a lot of startups, and then we're seeing more and more existing business owners um, the last couple of years. So we're trying to meet the needs of both by providing um, the key performance indicators, so things to watch for and see how to evaluate your business um, at any stage. And so starting on January 31st, we're having an introduction to that, followed by a few more throughout February. Um, all of our website or all of our workshops from now through March are already up on our website. So take a look there, valleycdc.org. Amazing. Thank you so much. And here we are at another break. I'm Tara Brewster. You've been listening to the Western Mass Business Show. My guests today are Sarah Sargent and Iyad Salha from Valley CDC. We'll be right back. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Welcome back to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and my guests today are from the Valley CDC, which stands for Community Development Corporation. They're located right in Northampton across from Catalpa Coffee on Pleasant Street and Holyoke Street, doing amazing things with housing and small business advising, um, also home ownership classes. But before we talk about more of that, I would love to ask um, about your ILI Small Business Fundamentals class that you've been doing? So uh, being an immigrant and moving to the United States, it felt like there's a need in the market for those who are non-native English speaker to be supported because no one wants to start a business to fail. So we try our best to develop a curriculum with the International Language Institute here in Northampton. Uh, the curriculum is amazing. We cover all different topics from how to start a business, the step-by-step, to covering topics such as marketing and market research, understanding your target audience, financials, legal entities, and we were also lucky to partner with uh, another organization called Lawyer for Civil Rights to provide legal advice pro bono for small businesses here in our area. The, the ILI class is actually a six-week session. We meet once uh, on Thursday for two hours. Uh, the class will start eventually for the third or fourth time, actually, in January 25th. So we're around, around the corner. We usually have 11 to 12 participants in each class. Um, so if you are interested and you are listening and you are a non-native English speaker, please reach out to us and we will be more than happy to accommodate you in the class. And so are you um, filling the class roster yourself or is ILI in charge of filling um, the spot? It's, it's really a, a partnership. We work with, them, with ILI uh, to market the class. And so we get clients from ILI who are students at ILI, but we also get others other who are uh, through our uh, newsletter and marketing that we do on Facebook and Instagram. And so um, 
Iyad, can you talk a little bit about um, how the sometimes immigrants come over to our country or um, find themselves here and often uh, what they did in their um, former country either isn't applicable here um, or it doesn't transfer, credits don't transfer, their professions don't transfer. And so I've found that a lot of immigrants often turn to entrepreneurship because of this major factor of of not aligning um, profession and business and, and monetary I will start with needs. language. That was one big barrier for immigrant moving here is the language. They don't have the skill to do what they used to do back in their own home countries. So that is one thing that ILI is great at. I'm not marketing ILI, maybe. We love uh, ILI. We, love, we um, love what they yes, do. Yes, yeah. Um, Carolyn and, is amazing. Amazing, yeah. indeed. And so um, to answer your question, a um, lot of times the regulations and laws that are back um, in, let's say, Middle East or Far Asia or whatever uh, immigrants are coming from are really loose. Uh, so coming here, you think that you can start a small shop where you can serve food, but technically the regulation here are much stricter. And so a lot of people find themselves in a situation where, oh, I already have been doing that. Let me copy that model and start it here. And then they will receive a lot of fees and penalties for not going by the rules that they should have been applied uh, to their businesses. So that's one area where we try to educate uh, immigrants as well on following the rules and regulation. Plus, in addition to that, a lot of times it also comes to understanding your financials. I'm going to go back to financials. It's a big pain point. A lot of times um, immigrants don't pay taxes maybe in their home countries. I didn't pay taxes back in Lebanon. And so when it comes to here, we need to understand that we need to pay those taxes, being sales tax or income tax and the like. So it starts from education and opening that book. Hmm. Yeah, I I completely understand that and I appreciate that perspective. And so if people want to sign up for this next cohort, either through your website. Indeed, you can find uh, the link on our website under workshops and or if you are in connection with ILI, you can find it as well over there. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. <laughs> and so, Sarah, I know that you also oversee some of the home ownership piece, which we haven't talked at all about specifically, but that's one of the first ways that I got to know Valley um, way back, you know, over 10 years ago was through like home ownership programming. And so can you talk a little bit about that piece of Valley? Yeah, so it's in kind of runs parallel to small business and our um affordable housing development that we do. So our home ownership program is over. Um, Donna Cabana is the program manager for that. And she works with clients on understanding if and when they have the ability to purchase a home. She does budget counseling, talks through um, people's debt uh, and how to manage that a bit. Um, but I think what most people know Valley for often when they hear our name is our first time homebuyer uh, workshops. And so pre-COVID, those were all in person and after or during COVID and after we have um, continued to keep them online and um, we offer them once a month. They are two or it's three sessions once a month and um, 
clients then are given their certificate so that if they need for um, their mortgage or loan with a, a bank as well. But I think the biggest thing about our home ownership um, program is that whether your dream is to own a home now or in 10 years, we're here to help you understanding when and how you might be able to do it. We also do a little bit of foreclosure prevention here and there. Um, and right now we know the market is extremely challenging for a period of time during COVID. Everything was going really quickly and there were the bidding wars. Now um, the market just, there isn't very much on the market. So we're trying to come up with ways and um, help people with resources on how to purchase based off um, what they're able to afford. And so how do you advise for a situation that exists like this? Because it is extremely hard when you have all of these convening uh, outside influences that really affect people's ability to buy, whether it's the housing market stock or the interest rates to borrow, um, ability to, to find anything and getting priced out because the market's too high. Yeah, so every person's financial situation is very unique. And so we really try and encourage people to come in, have a counseling session with us, sit down and go through it all so that we can then provide better guidance to them on what is available to them. The other thing is, is that through um, Amherst, Northampton and East Hampton, we do have some loan subsidy programs. Those you have to meet certain income requirements. Um, but again, the best way to find out if you would be eligible for that or not would be to come in and have a conversation with Donna. Um, we also know that it, things, we're also helping clients right now um, understanding where they're renting and if there's something more affordable or if they should stay where they are. Again, every client situation is unique. Um, so the best is to come in and uh, let us help you with an assessment. And I'm also seeing, too, that it's not necessarily um, price breaks anymore anywhere. You know, I feel like people used to say, oh, if you look in Holyoke, you can find things that are more affordable or Greenfield or whatever. And I feel like that's just not the case either anymore. It is definitely not the case. Everywhere has seen a significant increase in pricing and lots of people um are being priced out of where they currently are living. And so they're either have, being forced to stay where they are um, or they're having to look further and further. Well, um, I really appreciate the both of you being here today. I can't believe we're already at the end of this. Sarah Sargent, the program director for Valley CDC and Iyad Salha, um, the small business advisor for Valley CDC. Thank you both so much for being here. Thanks thank so much for so having us. Much. And I also wanted to say thank you to Greenfield Savings Bank, who is my employer, 154 years in the region, serving so many of us in so many different ways, whether it's commercial loan, residential mortgage, or some banking services. Also our trust and investment department, which is an extension of our bank. Thank you so much, GSB. Also to Business West for supporting us in so many ways of giving us information all up and down the region. Thank you so much for all of those things. This is Tara Brewster. You've been listening to the Western Mass Business Show. Thank you so much for listening. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP.